This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show and another episode of our Raw Reaction series, specifically the Arsenal News Show. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, as always, and uh, making this part of your morning routine. Apologies that there was no show yesterday morning. Uh, I did end up testing positive. Um, so, yeah, uh, not great, but uh, thankfully uh, I'm feeling you know pretty fine all things considered um and uh it seems that the other half is <laughs> facing the full brunt of it whereas i'm uh pretty well protected it seems which is great um to know and uh fingers crossed get over the the absolutely minimal uh i don't even i mean to be fair it's just as i said for the last week i've had kind of this feeling of a bit of a sore throat and that's been about it but even that's uh, minimal and, and less than it was a couple of days ago. But yesterday morning, it was just a case of, you know, I, I didn't feel all that great. And so probably best to rest the voice. And uh, thankfully, I'm back today. And I'm not on work today, which also means for the game, there will be a show on the full-time whistle uh, over on the channel. So make sure you are tuned in to the Guna Talk at full-time in the Brentford game because we'll be covering all of that and more as well. Please, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. Good morning to Matt in the chat box, Stevie, Tony, Christopher, uh, Harvey, William, Julian. Uh, we've got Vinny in here. Speaking of which, uh, we hit, as I'll talk about in a second, the £10,000 target for Cancer Macmillan support. And uh, Vinny spoke yesterday on the preview show. Uh, his thanks. So if you want to go and check out what Vinny had to say, do make sure you go and watch the preview show from yesterday. It's at the end of the video. Paul, Richard, Eamon, good morning to all of you guys. Uh, Dar- and yes, Storm uh, Storm Eunice affected the UK. I've lost a fence panel, but that seems to be the only damage, thankfully, on my end of things. Um, a lot of people have lost a lot more, uh, which is it's really sad to hear. But uh, fingers crossed if you're watching this, uh, you and your family have come through it. Okay. Darren, Viraj, uh, Manu, Amandeep. Uh, good morning to morning to you. Viraj, uh, AFC Ryan, uh, Alpha joining us. It must be Christmas because I finally made an 8am show. Good morning to everybody in the chat box. 
Let's jump, though, straight to uh, tell you to subscribe, as always, to the Arsenal way. Do subscribe. Link is in the description. There'll be a match reaction show over there, and you can watch Mikel Arteta's press conference in full uh, on the channel as well, and you'll be able to tune in to this show to find out exactly what he said and get some reaction to that as well. As I mentioned, Vinny, uh, we hit the £10,000 target. Thank you so much. We said that we would support it all the way up until uh, we hit that target. So thank you so much for everyone that has donated. Link is still in the description if you want to go and donate. The link will continue to be in the description for as long as it's up. So uh, make sure that if you haven't donated already, to still go and donate because you can go past that target. It's, you know, it's something targets are meant to be broken so keep going thanks guys uh, so much for that yesterday's articles that went out uh did still work yesterday and uh put a few pieces out one was about martin Odegaard's latest interview talking about his time at real madrid and how much of a struggle it was and how that can be an incentive for young exciting players to look at arsenal as a much more attractive destination than Real Madrid because you're going to get chances under this manager. Uh, one about Kieran Tierney's links to Real Madrid that have started and the fact that Arsenal seem to be preparing just in case he goes with the links to Borna Sosa. And finally, a piece on Nusser Masraoui and why the Arsenal project should be something he should consider over Borussia Dortmund and Barcelona. So a few pieces for you guys to check out. Link to my page on Football London is in the description as always we kick off though with the news that uh, the Arsenal against Liverpool game has been rearranged now barring me being an idiot and getting this wrong I believe it has been rearranged to Wednesday the 16th of March and this places it between two fixtures uh, the Sunday the 13th of March against Leicester at 4 30 p.m that's a game that I'm hopefully going to go to. Uh, Liverpool on the 16th of March on the Wednesday at quarter past eight. Quite a late kick off that. And then we play Aston Villa on the Saturday at 12.30. It means that Arsenal play three matches in a very short space of time. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Two, two days worth of recovery of which one of them is usually given off to the players, to be fair. And then one day's worth of training between those fixtures. Arsenal have been utterly swindled uh, with these with the decision to move the game to this specific date. If they could have put it the week prior or the week after, if there's European football funding another time, but the fact that they've put it when there's a late Sunday kickoff and early Saturday kickoff, it is a real, real difficult one for Arsenal. Um, and it's ridiculous to be honest uh another example of you know the authorities absolutely screwing us over as per um Nicola Arteta conducted his press conference and talked about a number of topics we're going to focus on some of the important ones he talked about Tommy Asu's fitness for the game today he said we are all good the doubt was Tommy Asu which is still not perfect but he has trained the last few days so he is in contention and we can use him so that's really positive otherwise we are good we know that Gabby is out with the red card he received against Wolves but the rest of the players are okay. So fingers crossed that means that Tierney should be fine because there were some concerns that Tierney may not be fit because he wasn't spotted in training. That looks fine now. Tierney should be fit and available for the game, which would be good to see him combine with Emil Smith-Rowe. Tomiyasu being back would be great, but I don't want to see him rushed. I don't want to see him push back into the team when his fitness is still under question and force another injury because he's a really important player to the squad. So we need to remember that and make sure that we don't push him over 
um, <laughs> push him over the edge, which we've done to st- too many players. He's interestingly been speaking about Nicolas Pepe as well, and this came out in the later quotes from last night. Since he's come back from AFCON, I've seen a different Nico. I don't know what it is. Probably he's realised the importance of the end of the season for him. He had a brilliant end of the season last year. He can replicate that. Now, I don't know if it's just me, and the reason why I put Pepe out in the thumbnail headline is because this, this really signals to me the idea that Pepe will be playing for a move uh, and playing for a possible starting place somewhere else in the summer. When Arteta says, I don't know what it is, probably he's realised the importance of the end of the season for him. I, I, I feel I won't be alone in thinking that that looks to be like a bit of a, you know, you've got to play your way to a move you've got to try and earn a move somewhere where you're going to be starting sure people might say that it's for him to to keep his place in the squad and maybe to stop Arsenal from being convinced of selling him or just to beat Bukayo Saka but I just get the feeling that these comments signal a possible future and near future exit for Nicolas Pepe but do let us know what you think in the comment section and the live chat box as well. Now, the reason why we're talking about Vlaovic again, uh, (laughs) even though I know a lot of people don't want us to, is because Lucas Torreira's agent has been saying some really interesting things about the possible deal that didn't take place in January. He said, now Arsenal are a bit angry because they wanted Vlaovic, uh, he said. Fiorentina wanted to sell him, but the agent said he had to go to Juventus. Interesting way to phrase that last part of the sentence, although it would have been translated. He also went on to talk about uh, Lucas Torreira himself and about how he's kind of settled in and he's playing his best football at Fiorentina and the likelihood is that they will want to uh, buy him, basically. So we'll, fingers crossed, wait and see um, what happens. But I will be very, very open to the idea of seeing Lucas Torreira go and you know bring us in some money but what is really weird about these comments is how open he is about Arsenal being angry I don't know if this puts to bed um, the reports from Charles Watts that Arsenal weren't that interested it is coming from the agent and if you remember back to when we interviewed Ben Jacobs Arsenal always wanted to include Lucas Torreira in a possible deal with Fiorentina to sign Vlaovic so it does add up um, and it does make us think that this link to Vlaovic Despite the contradictory reports, there was actually a lot more in it than maybe uh, some people believe there to be, which is quite interesting. Um, Veras is classic overthinking, Tom. You've been getting rid of Pepe all season. Look, I want Pepe to succeed and prove me wrong, but if we can get better than Pepe, get better than Pepe. I don't think it's overthinking. I think that Arteta is definitely considering moving on Nicolas Pepe in the summer, and it was our understanding that actually Nicolas Pepe was even considering his own options in January. So, Everything adds up. It's definitely not overthinking at this stage based upon the reports that have been out there. Um, and finally, uh, to discuss today, Rafael Liao is moving very much closer to signing a new contract with AC Milan. It always seemed like the most likely end to this discussion, despite the links with Arsenal and a number of clubs as well. Uh, still just 22, 23 years of age and certainly probably their most exciting young forwards in the squad really come good in the last season there was a few questions about him the season prior whether or not he was really going to kick on from his move from Lille but this season 
very much uh, a player that is is integral to AC Milan's future project and they want to tie him down considering his current deal ends in 2024. So he doesn't look like he's going to move into Arsenal or anywhere for that matter and will be remaining in the San Siro for the remainder of the next few years or so at least. Let's move on to your questions in the chat box. If you have any questions you'd like to ask, please throw them in and we'll go through as many of them as feasibly possible. Okay, Vinny says Brook or Khan. I'm going to go with Khan. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I watched their, I think it was their head-to-head video, um, the, the interview where they sit down and go head-to-head. And when Calvert was talking about... Uh, how Khan has never showed him kind of any respect and Khan just sits there smirking about it. Oh, just the utter, utter hubris of Khan. I don't know. Yeah, I probably would see, I don't really know enough about boxing to be honest, but uh, I'll go with Khan. I feel like I know more about him than, than Kelbrook, but uh, who knows? Let us know what you want. There might be some controversies that I don't know about that make me like a right idiot wanting Khan, but I don't know enough to know really who to put it on. Um, DMC Harper says, Pepe needs game time. We don't need another expensive Deadwood story at our club. I absolutely agree. If we're not going to play him, we should absolutely look to sell him. Let's just move this blind down. There we go. Um, is uh, is Torreira an obligation to buy Julian? No, it's not. I think it's, I think there may be some clauses that turn it into that, but as far as I'm aware, it's just an option to buy at this stage for around 12 million pounds. Um, Viraj says, what do you think of Martin, uh, Zumbimendi of Real Sociedad? Um, I don't know, because uh, <laughs> I've not watched any of Real Sociedad this season. As I've kind of said before, um, ever since starting this new role and writing about Arsenal, my ability to watch other leagues has dipped considerably, uh, so that I'm really just kind of tuning in for the highlights and seeing where things are at right now and speaking and listening to some of the podcasts. But um, Zumbimendi is a defensive midfielder, right-footed. To be honest, the defensive midfielder at Sociedad, I'd be looking to sign Mikel Moreno more than anyone else. But uh, maybe Verez, you've taken a bit of a liking to him. Uh, Corey's Leto says, Hi, Tom. I'm confident of a 2-1 win today. Good for you to hear. If you want to see my predictions and that of my members, do check out our preview show from yesterday Deep says do we expect the pitch to be normal today or is it going to be too wet to play football as far as I'm aware it will be fine um the weather has definitely died down today uh so that hopefully shouldn't be too much of a problem Matt says who has been our player of the season so far I mean it's between Ramsdale Tomiyasu I mean arguably Smith Rowe has to be mentioned he's top scorer Odegaard I think has been brilliant um so, yeah, any of those four, I think, are definitely worth a mention for the current season so far. Um, Gabriel, as well, at centre-back, definitely worth a mention too. Uh, Joshua says, what do you think about Arsenal transfer links to Nuzer Mazraoui? Uh, I think that he's a player that, for free, is a no-brainer to go for. If you can get him in on a free deal, he's a brilliant, brilliant player. He's got a significant amount of goals uh, goal contributions already this season. In fact, just have an update on Transomart to see how many goals and assists he's got for Ajax. 24 years of age, really good age. Five goals and two assists. One more in the Champions League to make it three assists across all competitions. For a right back, that's really good. Five goals and, and three assists. More than Lacazette's got this season. So, yeah, absolutely. If we can go and get him on a free, 
and I wrote about it yesterday. We should definitely, definitely do it. Ross says, do you believe Ozymen is more suited to what Arsenal need rather than, say, Latara Martinez? I think maybe, um, because Latar, the thing about Latara Martinez is he's quite diminutive and small, doesn't have necessarily that hold-up play, and he works better in a system with another striker. Ozymen, despite also being, you know, not famed for his link-up play or physicality, he is more physical than Martinez, and he's more of a sole number nine than Martinez. So arguably, he would be a better option for us to try and go for uh, before the end of the the end of the summer window over the two. Um, who do you prefer, Isaac or Lataro? <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I feel like, again, Lataro bringing him up as a player that plays in kind of this double formation. He plays with either Jacko or previously with, um, with Romelu Lukaku. I just don't know whether or not he would suit Arsenal's system playing as the sole number nine. But who knows? Maybe we need to go for two strikers in the summer that can play together. Can you imagine Latar Martinez playing next to, say, an Armando Bloja? Or trying to think more of it, even Isaac himself, those two playing together could work. But will we really play with a system with two? So there you go. Um, <laughs> Zander says, what words or phrases have you muted on Twitter in regards to Arsenal to make the platform more pleasant and has suggested his own? Honestly, I, I haven't muted any words on Twitter. Uh, I, none at all, actually. I haven't muted any words on Twitter whatsoever. I just block people on Twitter. It's just much easier. Right? Just make You have control, as, and that's another method of controlling you know, your own social feeds over what you do and what you don't want to see. But yeah, just block and move on. It's really easy. <laughs> it's really, really easy. Um, Man City have scored 11 and conceded zero in the last three games, Tom, says Matt G, and play Spurs next. You know what that means, 2-0 Spurs. Fingers crossed that, you know, they absolutely batter them. That's really what we want to see. Miro says, have you checked out Sasa Kalajic? Uh, very interesting player, tall right-age profile and decent link-up player finishing. I know him from watching uh, Austria, and am I right in saying that he was at Stuttgart? Is he still with them? Kalajic. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's have an update on how he's doing this evening. It is Stuttgart. Um, scrolling down, one goal, five games. Has he been injured? I can only imagine he must have been. Yeah, he had a shoulder injury for the first half of the season. It's only just come back into the Stuttgart team. And to be honest, that's probably one of the big reasons why Stuttgart have been uh, struggling a little bit this year. Um, and obviously, last season they did pretty well in the first season back in the Bundesliga. Uh, now they're second from bottom in the Bundesliga. Kalajic coming back will be huge for them. So, and do I really want Stuttgart to go down? I know people talk about that, thinking that it'll impact Mavropanos. Maybe it will. Uh, the obligation does become an option if if Stuttgart do go down. But it's such a low figure of like two point five million pounds. If that, I think it might even be two million pounds. Um, I I doubt that will stop Stuttgart from buying Mavropanos at all. But the fact that they're second bottom in the table, that's a concern. But Kalajic returning will certainly improve them. Uh, getting a phone call. Sorry about that. Um, let's scroll back onto this and go to... Oh, there's a lot of questions to be fair that I'm missing. Mo says, when is Pepe's deal up? Uh, 2023? No, four. I'm, I'm sure it's four. I think he signed in 2019, did he not? So I think he's on a five-year contract. 
2024. Yeah, it deals. It ends in 2024. Uh, is he going to be a swap deal for David uh, Lille? Maybe. Maybe we can kind of sort out uh, a swap deal with Lille for for David, and they would take him back. Would they take him back? That's the question. Uh, Gimbetal says, "Hi Tom, do you think the wage structure will stay low until we return to consistent top four? I think it will increase a bit this summer as we try and look to bring in some really good players. If we miss out on Champions League this season, they won't be able to do as much as they've wanted to, but." You know they've wanted to to cut it down. They've been playing with a Champions League wage on a Euro, you know, even a Europa League out of European kind of performance is what we've seen so far. So they always needed to cut it, but we also needed to get out of the players that are on a significant wage that was not contributing enough to the team. Uh, Omar says selling players not what Arsenal are good at. It makes me so curious why we sell our twenty two year olds for nine million like Genduzi and trying to get and trying to, but other similar players for forty million. P.S. I still like Genduzi. Omar, the thing about Genduzi is that, look, it became a situation where his price was always going to be never reflective of the player's quality. He's worth maybe more than nine million quid. But the problem was, is that any club coming in for him could have negotiated a really good deal. If you think about it, the season that we loaned him to her to Berlin, no one was coming in to buy him. No one was coming in to buy him last summer. Marseille came in to get him on loan. Like the interest in him had dropped significantly his attitude and his behavior behind the scenes actually put teams off by that stage and Marseille were the only team that are really willing to come in on loan for him but unfortunately uh, for Arsenal it's just one of those deals we'll look back on and think yep could we have handled it differently could we have given him more chances could we put an arm around him maybe maybe not we will never really know what fully went on behind the scenes there but we've lost a lot of money on that deal and the Mavropanos deal as well really strange and Edu's got a lot of work to do to try and change the perception of how Arsenal are as a selling club. Uh, Manny just says, not a question. I just want to say you're looking really well, mate. I hope you're resting up. Also, because of the storm, I got stranded at Den Bosch and the game got cancelled. Oh, well, that sucks. I remember when I went to watch Arsenal-Chelsea at the Emirates a few years back and the wind was ridiculous. Jose Mourinho was still manager of Chelsea at this point and it ended nil-nil. I missed the first 10 minutes of the game because the train that usually takes 50 minutes took two hours. And then all the all the trains were cancelled coming back. And I actually actually get someone to get me a lift that cost me like 50 quid to get back. So I feel your pain, Manu. I know what it's like. Um, I actually got to see a game of football, though, to be fair, whereas you didn't. So <laughs> I think you probably still win on this one. But thanks, mate. I really appreciate that. Um, JDB says, Tom, there is reports that Paul Pogba would like to stay in England. Would you take him as re- if he reduced his wages? It would be dependent on how much he reduced his wages by, because uh, I think they're just absolutely ridiculous. And I don't think he would. Why would he reduce his wages when Real Madrid will come in for him and give him what he wants? Or Chelsea, you know, or Man City, someone will come in and give him what he wants as well. Would I take him? Yeah, Paul Pogba's a great player. Uh, it's just not really worked for him. He's just not been given the, uh, criminally not been given what he's needed to be given at Man United, which is still absolutely mad. Let's scroll in down a little bit more. Good morning, Jashan on Twitch. You can also, you know, subscribe to us on Twitch as well. Good morning to you, mate. I'm very good. Thank you. Well, semi good. Uh, Christopher says, Tom, not a question, but you haven't closed the blinds. <laughs> yeah. I, I still not closed them, have I? They're still on my face. Uh, hold on. There we go. Sorry. If you're listening on audio platforms, you'll have no idea what I'm talking about, but the blind like sends this piercing sun ray 
which makes me look like an idiot. <laughs> um, let's go to Scuba Steve, who joined us yesterday for our member show. Amari Hutchinson is rumoured to be on the bench today. Would you rather bring him on for Pepe uh, if we were struggling? No, I'd rather see Pepe come off the bench uh, than Hutchinson. I, I think Pepe would give us more than a very young Hutchinson. I'd rather Hutchinson be given a chance over in Ketia, though. That is for sure. Um, would you take uh, Kessier? I think you mean uh, Snake Eyes. Uh, I would be interested in, in taking Kessier from AC Milan on a free. His contract is up in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a quality midfielder. And if you can get him, absolutely go and do it. For the quality that you can get for no transfer fee, go and do it. The issue with that would be the wages that he's going to be after. And he, I think that's the situation is AC Milan just cannot offer him what other clubs are going to be able to offer him. Joshua says, do you think Arsenal are confident enough to sign Saka to a new contract? I'm sick of seeing Klopp flirting with our players. Yeah, I am very confident that Saka will sign a new contract with the club. It's given us no indication that he wants to go and Arsenal on an upward trajectory, which should convince him even more so to sell, uh, to, to stay, sorry. Uh, Adam says, Tom, do you know anyone who does data analysis? I'd be curious to compare the number of fouls made by players already on a yellow card and how many resulted in a second booking. You can find this information out at certain places. Do I know anyone? Um, off the top of my head, I'm not sure I know anyone who work in the right circles to be able to find out that specific info, but it's a good question. Uh, Opta and Squawker would be the two places. Why Scout doesn't really give you that info. So I'm out there now on that one, but there's people worth asking who work for Squawker or Opta that might be able to give you any information on that. Uh, any news on Hutchinson's contracts? Have we even opened talks? There's been no updates on Hutchinson, uh, Hutchinson's contract situation. It's, it's not good uh, as far as I'm aware. Like he's, he's running down very, very close to the end of his deal. I'm just trying to check now if there's any update on the website. Current deal expires in... Come on, internet. Don't let me down now. This is not the time. Uh, it says it doesn't even have a date, but the last I heard is that it runs out at the end of this season, which is not great because uh, his last extension was in 2020. was in 2020. It could be next year because what usually happens is they sign those three-year contracts when they're uh, an, a youth. But I was I had a feeling that it finished this year. His agent is, as far as I'm aware, also <clears throat> Kia Jarabchin. So uh, there's also that that you have to consider too. Um, but they want to sign him up to a new deal, as far, uh, to the best of my understanding. But I don't know 100% when it runs out. It's either this season or next. But they do need to sign him up to a new contract. That is for sure. Uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey is young, but good physically. Could be a future right back. He is indeed um, on loan at Lincoln right now, uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey. Haven't done an update on him yet. Uh, hasn't got a goal or assist, but has played uh, five games so far. Is he starting? He was starting. Um, to be fair, he started He started in the cup competitions in the EFL Trophy for us. Um, but for Lincoln just scrolling up into League One. He's not been in the last two games. Not sure why. He did start the game on the 2nd of the 12th of February against Wickham in a 1-1 draw at right back. Came off the bench in the previous four games. Didn't really offer anything, to be fair. It's interesting because Lincoln have got Cohen Bramall playing left back. You probably remember that name from when he signed for Arsenal and then left for 
for very little as well. But yeah, Cohen Bramwell and Norton Cuffey are the two fullbacks, or were rather, against Wickham. But he's not played in the last two games unless the information's just not been given as of yet. So there you go. Still waiting to uh, still waiting to see. Uh, Billy says, who are the five new names you want to see in the squad next season, Tom? That can be a combination of Halem products and signings. Uh, five players that you want to see in the squad next season that can be a combination. Okay, good question. Obviously, striker, uh, I've always wanted Patrick Schick and Jonathan David as my pairing of the two strikers I'd like us to go for. Central midfield, Yuri Tielemans, again, really ranks up for me as, as one of the best options we can get. I don't really buy too much into the criticisms of this season considering how unsettled he is. So, yeah, David, Schick and Tielemans. Uh, Maz Rowie on a free, I think, is a really good one. Do I get to cheat and say that's a sixth name? Uh, because he's free, so we're not going to have to sign him. In regards to youth players, again, you're looking at Patino getting more minutes. That's what you want to see. Uh, following Balogun, of course, although do you, do you count him as a lone player, <clears throat> as a youth player anymore? I'm not sure that you do. So Patino... Alabiosu, arguably as well. I really like what he's done at right wing back for the youth sides. And Saladin is another obvious one. But there are a few players. Hamari Hutchinson, if he stays. Kido Taylor-Hart. There's loads. I could give you more than five, Billy Boy. And I think I've probably cheated at this stage. But there's some names for you. Uh, where are we at? A couple of questions and then we'll go. Thoughts on Buendia this season? We dodge a bullet, says Vinny. It's really hard um, to know whether or not you did because the difference is with uh, players like that is you don't know how they would have done if they were in the Arsenal team. It looks like you go, oh, 30, 40 million pounds of Buendia. Did we really miss out on too much? I'm not sure that we did. If he was in the Arsenal team, though, I'm not sure whether or not he would have had the same struggles that he's had at Aston Villa. It's impossible to say. It's like Martin Odegaard, who I thought, who I think has been great this season, would he have struggled at Aston Villa the same as Emi Buendia has? That's, you know, that's for me is the biggest issue. That for me is the biggest problem that I've got with the discussion around did we dodge the bullet with certain players? But you're never going to know. Uh, but Erdegaard, I think, is is certainly a player that I was more than happy to see us bring in. And he's proven that to be the case so far this season. Prez says, uh, what do you think about Arkadush or Arkadash? Arkadush, I like the name Arkadush. That sounds great. Uh, Milik, he's scoring for fun right now. And clearly the coach like, doesn't like him. OM might want to sell him in the summer. No, not for me. I think Milik's time has probably passed. He's had his opportunities, Ajax and Napoli and now Marseille. I think this is the right level for him, to be honest. I would be looking to bring in a much higher caliber of striker the Jonathan Davids of this world. I find it mad, CD, that you put a thumbs down to Jonathan David. That's crazy. You've not watched enough of him if you're putting your thumbs down towards Jonathan David. Uh, Agmau says, youth players that you think would be good out on loan next season. I think Patino... Patino is not considered a loan option, um, as far as I'm aware. Patino is not being looked at as a player that they want to send out on loan. Patino is being looked at very much as someone who will get the same kind of treatment as Saka and Smith-Rowe. Uh, or say Smith Rowe, he obviously went out on loan a couple of times, but it was it was a loan to RB Leipzig where he barely played, and it was six months on loan at uh, at Huddersfield. But Saka definitely is a better example, and Ketia 
Um, didn't really play on his loan at Leeds, but I think Patino's being looked at very much more as towards the Saka kind of end of the, the spectrum of youth players. So I don't think he'll go on loan. Players that I do think need to go on loan, Salah Adin is a really good option for that. I would loan back out players like Alabiosu, Norton Cuffey. Uh, Omar Rekic, I think, is a good one that uh, could go out on loan because we'll be very well stocked. At centre-back, you would think next season with Saliba coming back in and maybe even a signing if we do sell Rob Holding. So there's that's pretty much uh, what I'm looking at. Um, Deep Eleven says, we won't get two top two top-tier strikers. We would get like a David and a Bellotti. I don't know. I don't know if it's possible that we could go and get two. There's nothing to say that we can't especially if we had the money available. So I wouldn't rule it out. I, I, didn't, I didn't ignore you. I just answered your question. What are you on about? Uh, Joshua says, how, one, uh, how are loan players doing right now? Uh, in terms of all of the loan players, I mean, we can do a quick roundup if you like. Teams, let's go down to loan players. Runnison got injured, um, but has been playing in Belgium a little bit. Bellerin doing really, really well for, for Real Betis. Saliba, probably the best of the bunch, uh, has been Marseille's best player, arguably this season, alongside Dimitri Payet. Um, and Genduzzi as well, ironically, who, you know, will be leaving, but has done fantastically at Marseille. Torreira, they love him in Fiorentina, uh, and it's expected that he'll stay. Mavropanos also doing really well this season at Stuttgart. Pablo Marie has apparently hit the ground running at Udinese, really impressed on his first performance for them. Maitland-Niles as well has done a job so far for Roma. I haven't heard, like, glowing reports or anything from him, but did go in and started playing at both right and left wing back. Uh, in Mourinho's team. Reese Nelson has recently broken into the Feyenoord side. He scored his first goal just before the turn of the new year, I think, uh, in the UEFA Conference League. Uh, but he's trying to break into the team more regularly. And following Balogun's doing brilliantly at Middlesbrough. In regards to the academy side, <clears throat> this is where my knowledge is going to get a little bit stretched. Um, Carl Hine kept a clean sheet for Reading the other day, which is good to see. Trying to think who it was against. Not coming to my mind. Dan Roberts probably screaming the answer in the chat box right now. Brute Norton Cuffey, as we've already mentioned, is um, started his first game against Wickham the other day, but has not played uh, recently. Uh, Jordan Osei Tutu got injured whilst on loan with Nottingham Forest. Now he's gone on loan to Rotherham, but was still training with the Arsenal team to get back to full fitness before going there. Daniel Ballard is doing well for Mill. Started off the season really well. Haven't done an update on him recently, though, to be fair. Harry Clark uh, obviously joined Ross County and is now at Hibs on a 18-month loan deal with two possible break clauses in the summer and the following January of 2023. He did really, really well at Ross County. That's why they wanted to send him to an, an even better club. Matt Smith, not heard too much about what he's doing at Doncaster, to be fair. I've not heard loads from that loan deal. Tyrese John Jewell struggled uh, with Blackpool. Didn't I don't think he even scored with Blackpool, but now he's on loan in League One with Sheffield Wednesday. He actually replaced uh, Theo Corbinu, who was the guy who was on loan from Wolves, Canadian international. Ryan Alabiosu has joined crew. He played against Jules. My dad was at that game um, and said that he offered quite a lot going forwards, but defensively, not loads. Um, but he was very busy, is what he was described as. Tim McAnola's gone to Dundee United, but I've heard absolutely nothing about what he's done since he's going there. Jordan McEnough has gone to Ireland, I want to say again. Heard nothing about that. And Nikolai Moller has gone to Den Bosch, where our resident Belgium and Eredivisie correspondent Manu in the chat box uh, went to the, go watch Den Bosch play and then has been stranded as the game was called off. So sorry, <laughs> Manu, but uh, could have been a chance to get an update. And fingers crossed we can get some updates from him throughout 
the season. So there you go. Uh, that's your, your loan update of all the players, uh, as far as I'm aware. And Ballard is apparently injured, says Christopher. And that's why he's not playing. But there's some insight into what's going on. And Manu says Runnison is doing really, really well in the Belgian Pro League. So there's your update on all the loan players and probably uh, a way to finish today's show. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in as always. I'll be back on the final whistle of today's game against Brentford. So do come and join the chat box straight on the final whistle for today's show. Uh, it's not often we get to do these raw reactions straight after the games because I usually have to work, but I'm not working today. So we are going to be doing the on the whistle Raw Reactions show. I look forward to bringing you that and more. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already. Do go continue to donate to Vinny's charity and support Cancer Macmillan uh, support. It's a fantastic cause, so please do. And we helped them reach to the 10K target. It was great to hear that over a £1,000 have been raised by members of the TGT community. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. See you after the game. Have a great day. And as always... Up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Let's get three points. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.